Kill everyone now. Condone first-degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. You eat shit. What's the matter? You don't eat meat? Oh, I eat meat. They also eat lots of shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. Eat shit, Jake. You can just stand there and kiss a dog's titties for all I care. Fuck off, hillbilly. Eat shit, body perm. We're gonna make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made of meat. These little guys eat shit all day long in Tokyo. Slurp shit and die. I'm sorry, Mommy. I was just really hungry. If you're that hungry, why don't you go and eat shit? We're back. Pennsylvania folklore. Fucking A. A bit excited. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, tonight we have a special guest with us, uh, Jason, who is another member of Frights Templar, is joining us on this one. JJ Coilfield up in this bitch. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you all for having me. It's awesome to touch upon the great folklore of our home state. Mm-hmm. I never realized how rich it was around here until I started doing research. Yeah, man. It is a hotbed. It is. It is a nuts. And you know, it's like, we we don't, we take it for granted because we all lived around here our entire lives, but like, you know, we are down, right down the street from one of the most haunted places in the fucking world, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, man. Um, if you believe that kind of shit anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't, I, like, I've never really given much, like, to actual belief, but... You definitely feel it, like when you go to places like Gettysburg, or when you go. There's like, a sorrow that that hangs in that place. Yeah. I said that when I first went, when I was like old enough to like really realize what I was looking at. I'm like, it's fucking, it's a sad place. Yeah, yeah. Like re- regardless of all the fucking, you know, There's a lot of death, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not not only that, but it's like it's that tough it's, lo- it's like family fighting each other. You yeah, know? it's that it's, tough love. It's like at time you give your brother a big black eye. You yeah, know? it's like you know you you whooped his ass but how proud are you of the fight yeah exactly because now you're looking you know you're both eating cereal and you're looking across the the fucking table at him and you're like fuck man I I didn't want to do that years and years and years of the reconstruction and the Mm -hmm. tension and and you know and right there you know being right on that line of the Mason-Dixon you know Mm -hmm. north and south and all that and Maryland kind of being and here we are today and I I still don't think we're over it (laughs) I still don't think we are so yeah, I think that, uh, you know, and we obviously, like, where we're from, the big thing around here is that, that, that most people probably know about if you're into the, the world of the occult is uh, Ray Myers Hollow. Yeah. The also Hex known Hollow. as Hex Hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's yeah. been a lot of books written about yeah, it. It's There's probably been... the most famous, I believe. <clears throat> yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's Pennsylvania's big, you know, occult claim. You know, mm-hmm. it's our... Uh, it's our uh, it's our Manson murders. Yeah, it's yeah. our Manson murder. Yeah, exactly. And it was uh, it just brought to the forefront that you know you think witchcraft and all that shit. You so think you want to give a little you know, backstory? What Hex Hollow is for those who don't understand? Okay, um, Hex Hollow was a uh, it's a place. It's known now as Spring Valley uh, Park, and uh, it's a place where a famous powwow practitioner lived. And powwowing is a form of uh, Christianity faith healing. Um. And he lived in, down in this hollow. Him and his, I think it was his uncles, bought a uh, hundred and some acres. And it became known as Raymar's Hollow. And he lived down in there with his wife up until the last four years of his life. And then him and his wife lived separately. Um, you know why? Uh, she uh, didn't really enjoy all the powwowing. Basically. She said he's too damn peculiar. 
Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. she said. There's she couldn't people. live on the grounds of Hex Hollow with him. Yeah, and all the people that were showing up day in, day out, all hours of the night, you mm-hmm. know, because back in the day, there wasn't, you know, a, a immediate doctor, you know, back in 1928. It was, you know, it's semi-modern, but it's not quite what it was today. Not a lot of people had cars. It was still a lot of horse and carriage or just walking around town. So instead of going and seeing an actual doctor, they would go to these powwow practitioners who basically they would pray over you. They would, you know, yeah. they, would do, they would pray and do incantations uh, hand movements, things like that. They could do minor medical stuff like salves and poultices and, uh, you know, different remedies like that. Um, a lot of herbology and, and, and stuff involved. But My great-grandfather uh, was a powwow. <clears throat> okay. Uh, my mom was born with warts on her hands. Okay. And he cut a potato in half and rubbed it on her hands and said a prayer, threw it out in the woods and said, tomorrow will be gone, and they were gone. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Another way, another Pennsylvania Dutch superstition, a way to get rid of warts, you take a stolen piece of beef, rub it on the wart, and bury it in your garden, and then it'll go away too. That's another hmm. big superstition. But Interesting. There was another gentleman in this area named John Blymeyer, and he was another uh, powwow practitioner, and it was one of the only things in his life that he was ever good at. Um, I heard he was failed at that too, whatever. Well, he failed at everything else, but he was able to make somewhat of a decent living with powwowing, but everything else that he tried to do, he would get fired, he would get yelled at, he just, he, you know, at the, he had, you know, mental illness back in the right. day that wasn't, you know, it was, he was just fucking weird. So, uh, he spent some time in an institution, and that was up in, uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, it was yep. the institution that John Blymeyer was in, and he walked home back to York County, 25 miles from Harrisburg, they just... You know, didn't have enough people watching him that day. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a fucking nut job, yeah. basically. The only thing he was good at was powwowing, and it got to a point where his uh, the the crop on the little plot of land that he had was failing, uh, livestock was dying, all that stuff. He just he mostly because he sucked as a rancher, but he had it in his head that he had been cursed. So he went to visit this infamous uh, witch in Marietta, Pennsylvania, known as Nellie Knoll, the the River Witch of Marietta. Uh, went there with another young gentleman named John Curry, who was kind of like a unofficial brother to John Blymeyer. He felt kind of like beholden to him, and uh, believed himself also was hexed. So they went and saw this woman, and paid. I think it was like five dollars for six sessions, so around thirty bucks basically to go and talk to this woman. And she put a silver dollar in Mr. Blymeyer's hand and pulled it away and said, "When you look at your palm, you'll see." who has hexed you. And it wound up that when the, the silver dollar was removed, he swore up and down that he saw Nelson Raymire on his palm. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, he did a little bit of reconnaissance. He went down into the hollow one night uh, with John Curry and uh, approached his wife's house and asked where he was. And she said, well, he lives about a mile down the road. So they walked down and down and uh, went in and had some talks. And John Blymeyer started telling him about how he was in the powwowing and all that stuff. And they had, like, these common interests and all that. Didn't make any mention of the hex or the curse or any of that stuff. It was just kind of a, you know, scope out. Mm-hmm. So back in those times, it wasn't really uncommon that if you had a late-night visitor, you would just say, hey, stay the night. So yeah. Ray Meyer opened his house to him. They stayed the he night. He made a meal for him and everything. Yeah, yeah, made food. They had drinks, you know, really, you know, had a lot of hospitality. And, uh... The next morning, John Blymeyer and, and John Curry left, and they went to the Hess family farm up in Leaders Heights, Pennsylvania. 
And when they were up there, uh, they had also, prior to going down there, had had contact with the Hess family. So the Hess family and Blymeyer and Curry and all them had all been in cahoots for a while talking about the different things that were affecting them and how they all felt that they were cursed. And Blymeyer had them all convinced <clears throat> that it was on this Raymeyer guy. So the Hess family were two elderly guys, or two elderly man and woman, and they had a couple kids, but one kid in particular, Wilbert, was basically the sacrificial lamb of the family and was like, you're going to go along with these guys and help. Because when they were there, they noticed that Ray Meyer was like six foot three, six foot four, just a, like a big, big dude. Like, uh, you can look up pictures of him online, but when he has like his beard and all that shit, he kind of reminds you of like Rasputin. Mm -hmm. like, and, that, and that's the thing that I've always kind of had this weird connection. Like, I've always kind of been like, they look so similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always pictured the old dude from Christine that sold, <laughs> sold in the car. Yeah. I always pictured that's Nelson Raymond. <laughs> yeah. I also kind of, the, the, the old man in Home Alone, the next door neighbor, smacks people's shovels. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got that vibe to him, too. It's probably the same actor, actually. Probably, probably. <laughs> but uh, so the Hess family basically was like, okay, Robert's gonna go along with John Curry and John Blymeyer back down. So they go back down the very next night after they had stayed, and uh, they go in under the guise that they had forgotten something. So mm -hmm. Ray Meyer lets them in, and uh, another thing that Nellie Knoll had told them when they when they did the silver dollar trick on the hand was that the way you reverse this curse is that you need to take a lock of Ray Meyer's hair. And you need to get his copy of The Long Lost Friend, which is uh, kind of like the powwow Bible, basically. It has all of their um, like guidelines and practices and all that, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but they needed to find that book, and they needed to take a lock of his hair. And then they needed to burn the book, bury the hair uh, six feet underground, and that would reverse the spell. So the main goal with going back there was to, was to achieve this. So... They go in, they stay at the talking, and, and uh, Blymeyer just point blank tells him, he's like, look, I want your book. And well, Meyer, sorry. One fun fact I want to interject. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> he said, give it to me, and Nelson handed him his wallet. Because okay. he didn't understand what was going on. He yeah. thought they weren't going to rob him. Yeah. So that's how clueless Nelson was about the whole thing. He didn't yeah. realize, you know. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, because I mean, this whole idea of being hexed and all that—that that wasn't what you know powwow was. It wasn't yeah. that. Was, that wasn't ever the intent. It was never to cause harm or anything. Raymire was actually the victim here, and yeah, yeah, um, helped a lot of people, did a lot of good things, mm -hmm. and and, and the, the stuff that he was doing. You know, I'm not, I'm not a Christian. You know, be whatever that is to whoever. Um, but that's what. His, his practice was coming from. Yeah. It was coming from a place of love of Jesus and the Lord and all that shit and faith healing. Yeah. I just and find it, it interesting <clears throat> that it gets lost. It, it, yeah. gets, it, like, so, it, it gets tainted into it. And maybe that's just to make the story scarier. Exactly, yeah. But know. that's but that's also how it got it, it got sensationalized too True. and, and like <clears throat> nationwide, you know. And we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll get to that here in a second. Yeah. Because there's um, like the... the, the the stories around Raymire's Hollow to this day are very like there's there's evil attached to it. There's yeah. Yeah. creepy things that happen, and people say they have unnerving feelings. They say that they feel threatened and that they yeah. hear things. Well, I've been there and I've had weird occurrences. Yeah, yeah. I've been down there. I've had yeah. some strange occurrences too. I think that's just the uh, whether it's you know. But Whether there was occurrences there before this. Well, let's button up the history first. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, we can button that. What happened to Nelson? So, uh, after he said, you know, give it to me, and he mistakenly thought he was talking about his wallet, he was like, no, your book. I want your book. And he was like, what book? 
and it just went back and forth, and he was like, "Long lost friend, you know, I want you, I want your book." So Nelson, you know, started to get angry and stood up, <clears throat> and when he stood up, he turned his back to the guys, and there was a pile of firewood in the corner, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure exactly which one of them was picked it up, smacked him over the head yeah. with a with a big hunk of firewood, and fractured his skull. So he falls down into his kitchen, unconscious, bleeding, all that shit. Uh, they're pretty convinced that they they had killed him. Uh, so they all basically they all kind of took turns beating on him some more. That you know yeah. after they hit him with the with the fucking wood, there was all this big you know big fucking fight and scuffle where they're all just kind of triple teaming him. Uh, so once they decide, you know, they go and they find his book and they slice off a piece of his hair and, you know, they're, they're, they got the shit that they need to reverse the curse, but they're like worried about this murder. So what are they going to do? They take an oil lantern and break it open, dump all the oil all over him, all over the kitchen and all that stuff. And then they set a match, you know, light them on fire and run out. And they think that, you know, the whole house, house they think it'll take the whole house, all the evidence, all everything. So, and they just flee and get the fuck out of Dodge. And don't stay to see what happens. So, uh, there's a lot of different speculation yeah. as to what how the fire went out. I mean, the uh, the scientific reasoning for it is, you know, a body's not meant to burn and it's full of a lot of fluid. So once he started leaking that fluid, there's a puddle of blood everywhere. Fire and you know, liquid don't necessarily mix. It burned only so much for him to burn a hole in the floor and him to fall through the floor onto a, a potato crib. It was just a, a big basket that held potatoes in the cellar. Um, and he, you know, hung onto that and just kept leaking blood and whatever into the basement. And the fire never got a chance to spread. That's, you know, what I think scientifically happened. But because of the story and the, the hexes and yeah. the folklore and the witchcraft and all that. the mythology spawned out of that. that yeah. He, he survived. He survived. Or and he the, came the, back from the dead or whatever. Yeah, he survived. Yeah. The fire didn't, you know, the fire, you know, went out because of his power. Yeah. Uh, you know, that he had, you know, then you have the stupid, the, the satanic ideas where it was like his power with the devil was that he was impervious to fire. All that weird, you know, yeah. shit you hear around the campfires around But in reality, he was dead. Yeah, but in reality, um, they don't know exactly if he was. Uh, there's speculation that he that uh, they look back in and saw him step up in the flames, mm-hmm. which that's another thing that could be superstition, yeah. could be just whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that he was just knocked out and then the fire probably killed him or just yeah. a number a number of things. Yeah. Um, but either way, yes, he was dead. Uh, police went back to. Or no, it had been, I forget how long since anybody had really heard from him, but he had a next-door neighbor that went down to check on him, found his corpse, you know, hanging in the... Well, his wife lived right down the street, right? Yeah, his wife lived right down the street. So the next-door neighbor immediately went over there and said, you know, something horrible's happened, you know, so they went over to the house and the cops were called and all that stuff, and she immediately told the cops about the the visit by John Blymeyer and John Curry Mm -hmm. and that they had been there just a a couple days prior and they were the last people that she knew of that had been asking about him. Mm-hmm. So they tracked them down at the Hess Farm in Leaders Heights, and Blemeyer and Curry and them, they didn't even try to to hide it. They mm-hmm. immediately were like, well, yeah, they cursed me. What the hell was I supposed to right. do? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of shows you that, like, even though everybody else was kind of like, it's 1928, witchcraft and hexes and all that doesn't, you know, that's just bullshit superstition. These guys were so convinced that if they told the cops that, they would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's just, that's how ingrained that type of belief was in, in them. Yeah. Um, so they immediately, you know, put them on trial in York County. <clears throat> and uh, 
What, uh, Blymeyer wound up being convicted of first-degree murder and served 10 years in Eastern State Penitentiary. Uh, then Curry also was convicted of first-degree murder, and they were sent, both of those two were sentenced to life and only served 10 years. Mm. So, laws have gotten a lot more lax nowadays. Uh, Hess said, you know, the whole thing about how, like, I didn't want to go. My parents, you know, they took the stand and they said, you know... We sent them along to kind of take, you know, our part in, you know, fixing this curse. Mm. And they didn't intend for anybody to get hurt or whatever, and it just got out of hand. So Curry got charged with second-degree murder and got sentenced to only 10 years. Ironically, he's the only one who served his entire term, and all three of them got out after 10 years. Mm. So that was kind of cool. Um, Blymeyer, I'm not too terribly sure what the rest of his life was like. Uh, he was exiled pretty much from his family. Nobody really talked to him. There is a rumor, an unsolved murder of a 16-year-old girl named Gertrude Rudy, who was shot and killed and left on railroad tracks. And her family believes that Blymeyer did it because she he had knocked her up mm. and didn't want to you know take care of everything. So that was another big you know kind of blemish on him. That you know everyone kind of he was this time in the institutions just being failed in, in society and all that mm -hmm. type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there was this question of this murder that the family believed he hardcore did it. Uh, yeah, history is not kind of that, dude. No, no, not at all. Not at Except all. for there's still a street named after Blymeyer, and there's still Blymeyer yeah. family around here. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. still Rymeyer, there's still Raymeyer's Hollow. I mean, I think all these guys No, I mean, I mean particularly that guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah particularly that guy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But all of them, I mean, all the families, I mean, they're still living relatives in these areas now. Ricky Ebo is a family, uh, is, uh, the uh, great-nephew or grandson yeah. or one of the two or something. I think it's important Iron. to note that Hex Hollow, I mean, there was sightings and hauntings of that place prior to, Rain, to Nelson. Okay. In the 1800s, there were sightings of ghosts and all kinds of mm. weird experiences prior right. to this. I think oh, yeah. the murder and being the... the the aura around Nelson kind of yeah. compounded all that. And people think, Do you think maybe that uh, because he was doing these types of, of healings and things like that, that is sort of faith-based, almost kind of dances on the supernatural line that he was drawn to that? You know? Could be. Like, knowing that his, his family purchased yeah. that land, like, maybe he was sort of like... I mean, there's definitely something know? weird about that area. Like I said, mm -hmm. I've been down there. I've had weird things happen to me, like... Oh, yeah. My brother's car was shutting off when we were trying to get out of there. Yeah. Like, we saw a car on blocks, and then we went around again, and it was gone. This is like 10 o'clock at night, like, yeah. in a matter of minutes. Like, that area is just fucking crazy. Yeah. It's weird down there. It is. It is. And there's been there's been crimes down there since. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. was a, there was a hurricane... I'm sorry. There was a, it was a really bad winter storm that came through. Sorry, but when the when the snow was all melting and it washed away a lot of the roads down in there, and this was this has probably been eight nine years ago now, uh, and they never bothered to fix the roads down there because really it became an area where you know not a lot of good things happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not a lot. Not necessarily bad things always happened either. I mean, you know, you go down there with a with a lovely lady on a Friday or Saturday night for a little necking. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> you'd also go down there with your buddies to, you know, smoke weed and get drunk underage and, you know, mm -hmm. do God knows what. And there was other roads down there that even prior to this winter storm had gotten shut down and people would ask why. You'd do a little research. There was a, uh, They found a girl's body dumped back this one road one time down in there. Yeah. So they just blocked that 
area yeah. off because it, it really it just still to the, it's still to this day it's off the beaten path. You it know? is so yeah. it is very much yeah. Like, you kind of got to go out of your way if you mm-hmm. don't like it's not like you know like I mean I I don't know who our broad audience is. It's not like a. a Yosemite kind of park where it's like this big thing that people go to. It's just a small time county park with yeah. a little recreation area. It's got some hunting, some horse trails, mm-hmm. you know, rivers, little lakes and creeks and shit to go hiking around in. It's not, if you don't know it's there, you wouldn't go there. You'd probably ride a little bit further up 83 to Gifford Pinchot or yeah. go to William H. Kane or Lake Redmond or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, and it's not something that's advertised either. Like I yeah. said, this is sort of like an occult type thing where it's like if people yeah. who are into that you know of it, but it's not, it ain't going to be, you know, it ain't going to be plastered on the brochure of the York County area. Yeah, no. Like that. no that's it's why not. they changed the name of the place, too. Yeah. Yeah, Spring Valley. Yeah, they didn't change it to Spring Valley, but there's still a Ray Myers Hollow Road right there. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Meyer Road and Hess Road, and they all kind of converge in, right yeah. there in the center. Wow. Um, it's it's kind of neat, because uh, there, there was three big areas down in there that people used to go to all the time for, like, their parties. There was the, the, the circle which was this big, open, circle, gravel lot mm-hmm. uh, with all these big stones to mark everything off, and it was big enough for people to bring horse trailers. Yeah. So that was the mainly the big place where people would bring horses to go and ride on the horse trails. Yeah. But what they called the Devil's hours, Den, right? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, that was that area's Devil's Den. Um, but they had, that area just became a place where everybody would park their cars and, yeah. you know, blast music and smoke weed. Yep. And all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, there's uh, rumors that that's where Nelson practices his yeah. witchcraft. And all. Well, but that's not true. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, especially not that area. There no. was another area uh, right by that. If you go back one of the horse trails and then just scale straight up the woods, you come into a, it's basically a circular meadow yeah. up, up there where, you know, the trees, it's, it's a perfect circle. I think what is it like, called fairy circles or some shit in mythology mm. where shit like that happens. They yeah. associate them with mushrooms or mm-hmm. just open spaces in the middle of, of forests. And it's it's basically that. It's just a big open meadow in the middle. That was the area I always heard and yeah. where his, where he would go to practice his spells. And then there was the pond where he where he would throw his bodies. Yeah, we used to go swimming up there. Mm-hmm. Kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When yeah, it got really really gross up there the last time I was there because now you have to walk down. Uh, through like this washed out gravel ravine mm. and then climb back up onto the road mm. before you can get down to the pond and it's just, it's just fucking covered in yeah. algae like that thick bubbly kind yeah so yeah so I'd say the next popular site around here would be the Seven Gates of Hell everybody talks about yeah but yeah. we were talking we were discussing this off the record but it's almost like every every, every area has, has their Seven Gates of Hell you know and, but it is it is like one of those things where uh you know, it's got a cool legend attached to it, man. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Nobody, it has, that's the thing about the Seven Gates of Hell around here. There's no particular spot. Everybody thought it was Hex Hollow where it was. Mm-hmm. People say Toad Road. Which mm-hmm. yeah. weird. There's a lot of stories around Toad Road with the Burn Asylum. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is like where I was reading about the Seven Gates of Hell because I've always heard about it. And the road that a lot of people think it is, they say that, that there that was a road to an asylum that burned mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And there was no fucking asylum. Yeah, historically, <laughs> no, there was no asylum yeah. ever. And there no, was no seven gates. No. There was just one just, yeah. gate, you know. And, and I think that it, it was always just a gate yeah. to a field road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that's interesting. So, it's yeah, funny. the folklore behind Seven Gates of Hell is that as you walk through each gate, mm-hmm. which could be an actual gate or just like 
is a marked by trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But as you walk through, things get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And if you make it to the seventh gate, either no one's either made it or no one's, or if you have made it, you've never come back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've always heard that insane. when you made it to the seventh gate, you are transported to hell. To hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And really, it's just the runners down the street. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that too. That it's it's just like, you know, midnight you, AA meeting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, know, you, you start at the first gate and you get like a very weird feeling. The second gate, you start to feel a little sick. By the third gate, you start to feel weak. Yeah. And then you start to hear voices and, and things yeah. like that. And people, the voices then get yes. more and more intense, telling you, to turn back you and get cuts on your arm yeah, yeah. so this yeah, is like yeah. why would anybody start fucking to see, keep yeah. doing it we, yeah, went, we used to go out and look for this seven gates of yeah, hell out dude. by toad road when we came, <coughs> there was nothing it's all private property I didn't yeah. want to get shot by a goddamn farmer yeah because so yeah. that's the more that's, yeah, that's the reality that's the first yeah. gate yeah first <laughs> gate is a fucking 12 gauge yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big thing down at Rick Myers a bunch of us would go down there and uh after that guns Jamaican <laughs> the big the big thing would be it was a, a dare on if somebody would stand at the at the pond at the parking lot to the pond and smoke a joint like get out and smoke mm-hmm. a joint while the other three people in the car went and did a smoke yes. ride and then, and then they would come back and get you yeah and it would mm-hmm. kind of like prove your valor and all that yeah but yeah, that you know, I, the only real thing I've had out there was kind of like a, a road rage thing, where it's like a dude just coming up on our ass end, just shining his lights, and just like you know, and then we took a real sharp turn to the left, and when we looked in the rear view, we wasn't there. Like he, like we would have seen his tail lights if he had gone straight, and he had to either go straight or turn mm-hmm. or turn to follow us, and he was just gone. Mm. So that's the only real. Yeah. I've heard stories about that too, about like a ghost car out there. You yeah, know, people. That's not the first story I've heard about a, a someone up on people's asses, like almost like trying to scare them mm-hmm. away. But like that too is like one of those things. Where it's like, you know, we didn't have a fucking car. Well, I exactly. A, I have a confession yeah. to make. Yeah. So me and my cousin would take his car and go down Raymar's Hollow, and we'd pull into the woods and turn lights off. And as soon as a car would go by. We'd fucking whip out, turn the lights on, ride right behind ah. them. And then we'd fucking pull off and turn the lights off, turn the car off. And they're like... So you guys met before this. Okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> we were buddies back when. Yeah. In some weird sort of <laughs> demonic spiritual way. So it's only natural that, you know... Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome so that that comes so out, to stay man. on topic, I want to go to Prospect Hill Cemetery in New York City which I think is one of the oldest cemeteries around. Mm, okay. And this kind of connects to Saving Gates of Hell because apparently this cemetery only has seven entrances and exits. So people believe, oh, well, that's the Seven Gates of Hell. Mm, and if you walk okay. in a certain pattern in the cemetery, whatever, right? A star. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. One of the really cool stories that I read about with Prospect Hill Cemetery is the story of the singing corpse. Hell yeah. <laughs> in 1902, there was a street lamp worker and he, and he was working on the street lamps right there on the on the George Street, on the main road. Mm-hmm. And he heard an angelic voice singing a hymn, Nearer My God to Thee, in mm-hmm. the cemetery. And he saw a pale man in a suit with glowing red eyes standing by a headstone singing. And for months to follow, all these local people were either hear the song or they'd see the guy too. Mm-hmm. And two people actually went and stayed the night there. Like They were two total skeptics. They're like, we're going to go prove these people are wrong. Okay. They encountered... The singing corpse. Yeah. Okay. And they never went back. And mm. Yeah. That's pretty fucking great. That is pretty great. Because I've driven past that cemetery so many goddamn times. Now you'll think of that. Mm-hmm. So, 
you guys want to hear? That? Remember when my mom was over here and I told her we were going to be doing this mm-hmm. episode, and she so, so she was like, "Oh, you need to look up these comments on Facebook." I started looking them up, and they had since gotten taken down for you know, I guess like false information or whatever. Basically, Jesus Christ, just let have our fucking fun. In Glenrock, there was this rumor or this this little tale about a man with a lantern in the middle of the night walking up on the people's porches, uh, and when they like. Upon reading more into the comments, they're not referencing an actual man. They're referencing like this, this shadow yeah. with a lantern walking. Some sort through. of entity. Yeah, some sort of entity walking the streets of Glenrock with a lantern. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I've taken the dog for walks like out through the woods, all around, you know, all through here. You know, he's my little Sabbath, so maybe that just keeps me safe that I <laughs> named him, you know, after the holy day <laughs> and the holy band. The holy band. It's it's cool to see that there's some sort of imagination going on in people. Yeah. Like whether whether it's real, whether it's something like yeah. it's kinda nice to see that like you know, even though when that stuff like permeates through society further and further you can kinda have murders like in nineteen twenty eight, but it's still here in that kind of maybe a fun, playful way, whether it's, you know, legitimate fear or superstition or whatever, like it's not gonna come to anything like that. But like it, it runs deep in this area and it stays going and people cling to that. Yeah. Like, people just, you know... The, this whole area just is very... There's a superstition to it, I yeah. think. You know, there's still... We're in we're living in the modern world, but I think that there is still a very strong tie to the old ways around here Absolutely. and things like that. And people don't just give up, you know, their ghosts so easily. And I think okay. that's very interesting. Yeah. I, what else is, is, like, going... Back to things around here, strong hauntings and stuff, which kind of connects to uh, Ray Myers Hollow, just because you said the uh, Blymeyer served his time at the Eastern State Penitentiary, yep. which is a huge, like, and I'm saying this in air quotes, haunt yeah. around here. Absolutely. Like, you know, like, like, and I say haunt in two ways. One... Because they do, every October, do a haunt, yeah. there, which is fucking fantastic, if any of you have been. I have not. Um, it's, I have not. It is, it's just, it's the, it's, like, essentially, it's people screaming at you from cells. That's what it is. It's nothing great. It ain't Field of Screams. It's what you think it would be. But yeah. you're in I the fucking, you're in the old fucking asylum. Yeah. And that's what that is. And that's why I say a haunt, because there are stories of that place being haunted yeah um the place where john curry and uh and uh hess hubert hess served out their time we know it very well they it has uh, some sort of little ghost history as well Mm -hmm. the old york county prison yep a little ways up the road from uh this lovely brewery that has a, a nice metal activity on a certain day of the week no liquid hero metal mondays if you're in york county hit them up yeah yeah fucking right Mention mention those. mention double H E S and you get a discount on your first plan. Yeah, mention double H. <laughs> mention double H E S or Fright Hell Stone yeah. Boy. Fucking right. You, you get some goodies. That's some good shit. Shameless, well, yeah. shameless plug. But yeah, the Liquid Hero is in the shadow of that fucking place, mm-hmm. man. It's yeah. right there. Um, and that's where those guys served that's out there. We did our first band photos. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. dude. I'm sure that's where a lot of I, that was the first bando I ever broke into. That I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna get arrested. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and you know you could say that about like any you know fucking condemned prison or asylum, asylum or some yeah. shit like any hospital probably. Like I said, like yeah. how I said about uh, Gettysburg when we first started out about a sorrow that hangs there. Any place that has that, people are are bound to 
And I don't know if it is true about ghosts and shit like that, or maybe it's just our, you know, whatever you want to call it, a soul or whatever, recognizing that a sorrow was there, you know? And it's like, okay, so we're kind of... And it makes us feel that that sort of way, and therefore we kind of create these ghosts and, and, and phantoms and entities and things like that. Who knows? Yeah, um, I think they're just, like, like even with, with some other, you know... They're a way to explain our misfortune. Yeah. When we don't yeah. have, you know, logical reasons. You know? Absolutely. Like, I mean, even though, like, with, with this area, one of the original 13 colonies, we've you know, had multiple wars fought here, all mm-hmm. that type of shit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, even before Gettysburg, this area had, you know, had that presence. But my family, you know, growing up, uh, one of the things they used to always say why there was all this type of, uh, this energy in this area was because when Gettysburg was over, uh, all the demons came to lay with the dead bodies. Mm. And, uh, they just decided to stick around and stay a while. Mm-hmm. So, that, that was, uh, I always fucking loved that. Every time I would go to That's Gettysburg. Great. Yeah, I know, man. It's yeah. just, it's fucking awesome. It's got like a, it's just, no, oh, just steeped in, in folklore. Yeah. Steeped in folklore. It's beautiful. That's what I, I love. I've always been drawn to the idea of, like, the old devils of America, you mm-hmm. know? And it, it never hit me. Like, every time I think about it, I think about the South, because a, a yeah. lot of atrocities have happened in the South. Okay, yeah. And then, though, when you do a bit of research about PA, and you see something, not saying that, like, there's, you know, the atrocities and that nature had happened here, but there are a lot of things that happened in PA yeah. that that are steeped really, really deep in the old like the old colonies and things yeah. like that. Everything so, was brought here. I mean yeah. this this area was <clears throat> was uh, was settled mainly by Germans, so a lot of that Pennsylvania Dutch yep. you know, German, you know, I think your family has a lot of Slavic and, mm-hmm. and, and uh so there's a lot of that. Everything came in here and all kind of mixed together but yeah. this area and if it's especially, one thing that we Germans do really well besides starting wars apparently is um <laughs> lose them we, we, yeah <laughs> besides starting wars and losing them is we like our demons to haunt us forever oh yeah man <laughs> yeah. oh yeah you know yeah, we man. throw that shit around easy <laughs> okay, dude it's you guys ever hear of Hans Groff Cemetery in Lancaster no no so I'm just gonna straight read what I wrote down the legend has it that the family of German immigrants settled in Marietta. And they were thought to be werewolves. The entire <laughs> family of five was gunned down with silver bullets under a full moon and buried in Hansgraf Cemetery. And to this day, witnesses claim to seeing shadowy figures shaped like large dogs or wolves lurking in the cemetery at night. Mm. I fucking love it. I love the tie-in here because I read a story the other night, and I didn't write it down. I wish I would have, but... I read a story another other night about a werewolf folklore here in PA. There's a lot of werewolf shit around. There is. Yeah, man. Which I didn't um, know. It's because of girl beard stick in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, I read a story about a... It, he was an older man who fell in love with a younger woman. And although the woman's family wasn't crazy about the age gap, they allowed them to keep seeing each other because the woman's family were sheep herders. That's how they made their living. And uh, through uh, wool and things like that. And because they were uh, sheep herders, they were constantly afraid of the wolves that were roaming. But for some reason, wolves never attacked their flock. And the reason why they believed that was because this older man who had taken a shine to their 
daughter, they believed him to be a werewolf. And because he was a werewolf, the rest of the wolves around here kind of identified him as the alpha, and they uh, backed the fuck off. So, uh, one day a man was hunting wolves, because back then you could do that and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. 25 bucks. Kill a wolf, 25 bucks in your pocket. And one night he shot a, uh, a wolf that was larger than normal. And uh, when he went to hunt it down to follow the trail of blood, it led to a man. A man whose arms were stretched out longer than any normal man. Dressed like a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Dressed like a wolf! (laughs) This was the early on furry community of PA. Um, So... I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they said that his, his teeth and nails were sharper than an average human should be. And uh, they believed that he was a werewolf. But for, for some reason, even after his death, the wolves never harmed this flock. Then come to find out, too, that after the, the young woman who was, who was in love with this man had passed, people say that they see a large wolf prowling around her grave. Like it's still protecting her. Because they knew that the Alpha was in love with her, so wolves now protect her grave from, I don't know who the fuck would be going after anyone in a grave, but still, you know. And I just thought that was an interesting story. I I love that type of shit. Because that's like fucking the old world meeting the new. Yeah. You know, who the fuck talks about werewolves anymore? Exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, werewolves and vampires. Like, I, I remember the only place I ever heard people talk about vampires seriously was New Orleans. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. And, and that's the type of shit I mean. Was like, have it. Like, and that's yeah. what I love about the East Coast. If any yeah. place in America would ha- was guaranteed to have it, it's one of the, one of the 13, man. That's the type of shit I'm talking about. It's like, yeah. New Orleans. Give me, give me a little bit of pride to learn about all the werewolf folklore around here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was just like, good. Because yeah, totally. I always kind of like felt more I was bad. always that team. Yeah, yeah. Before you had to pick yeah. Team Jacob before or Team Edward, shit. I was always Team Jacob, exactly, motherfucker. Exactly, man. Like, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I was, was always, always more the dog than I was the fucking, you know, sharp tooth pimp. Exactly, you know? yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm, I'll, I'll attract ladies with my, my rugged... Exactly. Good yeah. looks and my, you know, my ability to howl. <laughs> I don't yeah. need, you know, I don't need seductive shit. Fuck you like an animal. Yeah. I want to earn it by my own merit. I don't want to look into your eyes and be like, fuck me, and then just be like, I'm gonna fuck you. Like that yeah. weird charming shit. Yeah. That's fucking cheating. That's fucking cheating, vampires. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> Where do you guys want to go from here? I think cryptids. I mean, right into the creatures. Okay. Because another huge one that I didn't realize around here was Bigfoot. Yeah, same here. There's a lot of Bigfoot sightings around here. A lot. When I started reading that, too, where they're like, hey, you know there's been Bigfoots around here. Or Bigfeet. Bigfeet. Bigfoots. Bigfoots. Look at them in their big... Bigfoots. their big old feet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing out there in the woods walking around with your big feet? <laughs> your big stay, stay away from me, cows. <laughs> <laughs> stay out of the top of the barn. 
There's a lot. There's there a lot. are. Like, like I was very surprised to, to Peach hear. Peach Bottom that. has some very violent encounters with big feet. Yeah. Bigfoot. Okay. What do you What do you say? What's the plural? Sasquatch. Uh, yeah. Sasquatch. How, was it, how would a Bigfoot identify? How would a Sasquatch identify? <laughs> Sasquatches. But you know why Sasquatch. they get so violent down in Delta's Peach Bottom fucking power plant? Yes. Yeah. It's just fucking setting them off, man. Actually, <laughs> the power plant was a lot of. A lot of the, the the shit happened down there. Okay. Yeah. Specifically with Sasquatch. Yeah. All yeah. right. Right by the power plant. What if it isn't? What if it's just fucking cracked out? Because we don't call it Delta. Delta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry yeah for fucking the, Delta. Let me just say it's it's like four towns over. I'm sorry for the Delta variant. I knew something. They were gonna fuck it up somehow. Mm. They fucked up everything my entire life. Yeah. God damn it. Just buy me my smack and give it to me. Don't steal my money. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, violent stories of the Sasquatch? No, I actually have a personal story that's pretty weird. Uh, yeah. When we were kids, uh, me and my cousins and my brother were out back of our house when we lived on George Street. And there was a creek running out back. And we heard, like, heavy splashing. And we kept thinking, like, is that a deer? Or what is that? It sounded really heavy footsteps. So my cousin started screaming at it. And then we hear, like, the, the splashing picks up, and we hear a bunch of branches breaking and shit. We got scared of shit. We went in the house, whatever. Next morning, we go down, and there's branches, like, 10 feet off the ground, busted, twisted, mm. over the creek. And as I was doing research, that's a common sign of a fucking Bigfoot yeah. encounter, yeah. is, like, twisted branches off the fucking, mm-hmm. 10 feet off the ground. Way up, fuck, yeah. Probably because they didn't catch it. It's just him. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Why doesn't anybody want to be friends with me? Everybody wants to see a Bigfoot until you see a Bigfoot and then you run like a bitch. (laughs) Well, it's just just funny to think about a fucking Bigfoot walking up George Street. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, why? You're just like, because imagine like where it must have started, like. Cause that's yeah, not a fucking like yeah, no. where that area would well, be. It's like to add, it's right by the fucking power plant. There's a power yeah. plant right there. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the Mothman shit. Like the Mothman spotted outside of a fucking power plant. Yeah. The Pennsylvania uh, Mothman, they call him Old Red Eye. Yeah, that's normally what happens every time I try to go fishing. I just catch two red eyes. That's a whole other thing. We just do that. Open a new dispensary called Old Red Eye. Hell yeah. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Fuck, man. The marketing rights itself. Let's do this shit. Speaking of marketing right in itself, I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with folklore. It's just a switch little thing. I noticed Blue Moon just came out with a light beer, and they called it Light Sky. How many fucking people sitting in a room would it take to just say, Moonlight? <laughs> it's fucking right there. God damn it! You have you're paying all these people, and you just moonlight. Are you fucking nuts? Yeah. Light sky. Can I snag a PB? Yeah, yeah. PBR it up, motherfucker. Sure. It won a ribbon once, probably right around the same time Raymar died. Great segue. Fucking name. I got a cryptid that's actually real. Okay. Um, it was they they call mm. him the Green Man. He's from Pittsburgh. Now, rest in peace, Peter Steele. Yeah. <laughs> this is a green man for, for a different reason. They said that the green man would uh, walk up and down a road in Pittsburgh, in, uh, in the South Park area of Pittsburgh, uh, late at night, 
And when cars would approach him, they'd realize that he'd have no facial features, like almost like skeletal. Yeah. And uh, he would emit an ominous green glow. Now, one half of that story is complete bullshit, but the other is actually fucking real. Man, um, he the wouldn't. Green light. <laughs> <laughs> the green light. How the motherfucker glow? <laughs> well, yeah, green means go, motherfucker. <laughs> Tell me the rest of the story. <laughs> he swam in the Susquehanna. Yeah, that's it. Fucking hung out down at Delta Beach Bottom looking for Sasquatch. Um, fucking Sam Squanky. No, the, the, this guy's name uh, was Ray Robinson, and he uh, had been severely electrocuted as a child, and he lost his facial features. You can find a picture of him online, actually. Look up Ray Robinson Green, Pittsburgh Green Man, That's cool. and you'll see it. Um, now, the thing is, though, is that Ray knew he looked like a fucking He-Man villain, so he'd only go out at night. And yet people would I was thinking more Dick Tracy blank face. <laughs> no, no, he looks more like Skeletor than blank face. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> uh, he would go out at night because he was aware of his appearance. And so, uh, you know, people who had encountered him once they, you know, realized that this was a real fucking person uh, would approach him. And he was very friendly. He'd talk to anybody, you know. And, and he, he was, like I said, well aware of his, his situation. But uh, that didn't keep some people from being obviously very cruel to him because of his appearance. But, uh, you know, it, it, it made a lot of ghost stories. I mean, imagine oh, yeah. that. Imagine you're driving down the street and you see that. Yeah. Like, someone actually saw that. And it's like, yeah. where was this at? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, man. There's a lot of sightings of a guy with no features in Hex Hollow as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like most of these things probably just fucking keep... Maybe, yeah. You know, that, well, that's the thing. That's the cool thing about folklore. Like, there's there's certain stories that are similar in every state. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot it's of the, the seven gates of hell. Yeah, the seven yeah. gates of hell, like haunted asylums, this and that. Yeah. Um, I think something. Uh, I just had like this creepy thought when you were talking about ghosts and and, and, and uh, people with features and burns and shit. Um, a weird ghost story that was told to me when I was a child. It was these people that I these this family that I was not a fan of. It was over, over in Crossroads, Pennsylvania. Um, I don't remember. I, I mean, we're bleeping out names anyway. But uh, it was this this man that my dad knew, and he used to go over there to, to junk stuff. Like it was just, okay. like it was just like a little mini scrapyard and out in the sticks, so he didn't have to drive all the way to York. So he had a junkyard with a whole bunch of cars and shit, and these little dirt paths that would go between all the cars. And if you followed them in the right sequence, you'd wind up at his house and his garage and all that. But it was it was literally a maze of just lawnmowers, cars, fucking rototillers, just rusting and heaps everywhere. So, junkyard, person with facial burns, your fucking dad knew Freddy Krueger. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, no, this guy, um, he, he was burned up really, really bad. He had this fucked up arm um, and, like, burns going up the side of his face. So, he had four kids that I can remember meeting. He had one that he said was older and it went away, and then one of them had died. And the way that this other kid died was playing in the junkyard. Mm -hmm. He set fire to one of the cars, and his dad got burned trying to pull his, his son out of, the, mm -hmm. out of the junkyard. Or out of this junkyard fire. So it was this big thing. <coughs> my dad didn't tell me that he was burnt when we went over, so we go over, and I immediately am, like, sketched out by this dude. And all the kids are, like, out and playing around and helping his dad scrap and all that. But the youngest little girl told me that... She used to play with her brother in the junkyard. And I'd be like, oh, which one? Like, well, let's go, you know, do some, like, you know, I get, like, fucking child parkour shit, like, mm -hmm. climbing all over stuff. But I was like, well, which one? She's like, 
no, he doesn't come out all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And sure enough, she was talking, you know, talking about her little brother that burned to death in the junkyard or wow. play in the junkyard. So every time my dad was like, let's go scrap. And I was like, I don't want to fucking go to that junkyard. <laughs> Whoa. So wow. like, that was like a cool, I mean, you always hear like little personal ghost stories and all that, especially yeah. when you like this topic comes up. People are like, well, I had, I had, to, but that was one like from you know when I was a little little kid talking to another kid right around the similar age as me, that just immediately just spooked me the fuck out. Yeah, dude, just fucking nightmare fuel. Yeah, you know, man. Because you imagine her playing with like the ghost of her burnt up brother. It's like fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. And I'm just like, you know, maybe she's a little Wednesday Adams, and she's all like, I'm gonna fuck with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck with this tummy bitch. <laughs> so, you guys know that we have, believe it or not, a fucking water cryptid. The Storm Hag. The area of Presque Isle, that's uh, an area with a large number of shipwrecks. Yeah. This is where it's said that the Storm Hag resides. Now, the storm hag is that of basically a siren, you know. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the, the folklore is that she lures ships in with a song. And then later, she cause, because she lives at the bottom of the lake, when there are violent storms, it's because she's hungry. Yeah. And she's luring, uh, you know, ships into their demise. Now, they, they actually have a pretty descript way that she looks. And... You guys may, like, this may just be one of those things where it's like, I'm not sure if the movie came first and then the description, or if the description inspired the character of the movie, but I'll let you know. I want to hear who you guys think this sounds like, and then uh, I'll let you know if, if, if it's the same person I'm thinking of. So, she uh, has venomous nails, strong, wraith-like arms, green-pointed teeth, Slimy green skin and cat-like eyes that are the last thing her victim ever sees. <laughs> Who does it sound like? Lady Deathstroke. <laughs> <laughs> Dave might be thinking of the same person I am. Yeah, more likely. Sounded to me like Mag Mucklebones from Legend. Oh, Mag Mucklebones. Okay. Fucking <clears throat> slimy green skin and cat eyes and long fucking venomous nails. Yeah. I just thought that was cool because it's like, when you think of fucking, you know, lake monsters and shit like that, you think of like Nessie and, you know, other types of like actual like sea creatures, you know, but the fact that like we have almost like a humanoid type. Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, I mean, even Nellie Knoll was the mm -hmm. river witch. A lot of our cryptids, they encompass witches. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. humanoid life. I think it's part of that, you know, 13 colony. I mean, Massachusetts had the... Like, it's just... Yeah. That shit, that hysteria, you know? I mean, after the Raymire thing, like, we... Like, people get, uh, assume he's this this monster, this demon, this, mm-hmm. this you know, warlock. But that's because the sensationalism of the media at that time, like, descended on this area and was like, witchcraft, alive and well. Yeah. And, you know, in the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So where were you going? Yeah. Say so to tie all this up, uh, so all the local locations of weird experiences and everything, mm-hmm. you have Prospect Hill Cemetery, Cador's Furnace, Chickie's Rock, Toad Road, Hex Hollow. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them 
or a stone's throw away from Kudor's Creek, mm. which is a north flowing river. Yeah. Right through York. I don't know if it means anything, but do my research. I'll, every one of them is connected to mm. the river. Kudor's Creek and the river. Hmm. That's interesting. Dude, that's chilling. I'm, <laughs> Man. I don't that know. That does need... My God. I know... I'm going to look up the fucking dude, the historian from the Hex Holler documentary. Because uh, he's he's in that shit. And I forget his fucking name. But I'm going to look him up because I want to try to find more about Nellie Knoll. And if I talk to him, I'm going to mention that. About how all the haunted places in this verse just Cadores Creek and it all leads to the Susquehanna mm-hmm. River. And Nellie fucking Knoll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not trying to blow her up, but... So, are you guys any uh, interested in uh, the superstition stuff? <clears throat> um, real quick, just before we get into that, can yes. I, I'm going to finish just a few. I have just a few more urban legends. All right, and yep. then we'll jump right into superstition. And I think that would be a good place uh, for us to wrap it all up. Hell is the uh, so um, we're all familiar with the great city of Philadelphia. Philly, <laughs> always sunny, Danny DeVito. Love you, bitch. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm a real huge fan of how you guys throw batteries at Santa Claus. It's, it's yeah. So, anyways. Hell yeah, um, you fucked up that robot. All I wanted to do was get across the country, yeah. another country, and yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way across Canada. That's all I had to do. That's, that's another fucking urban legend is the ghost of that fucking robot still haunts Philly. Does it? Well, it deserves to. <laughs> yeah. Fuck y'all. Brotherly love my cunt. So, <laughs> so, there is an urban legend in Philadelphia of the bus to nowhere. Um, if basically, if if you were just in a state of depression, or a state where you feel like life is not worth living, uh, you will find yourself drawn to the bus to nowhere. And uh, what that is is that passengers uh, are so dazed by their own misery that they don't realize that their bus never stops. Yeah. They're sitting on this bus, and the bus just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And the reason why they don't pay attention is because they're so encompassed with their own grief or misery or depression or whatever that they don't realize that the bus has never stopped. Yeah. Now, this could easily just be a fucking metaphor for depression. Absolutely. You know, obviously. My head's turning like the wheels of the bus. (laughs) Going around and around. Um, So... It is said, though, that when you come out of it, you know, that's when you hit the brake and it drops you off. However, it says that the bus to nowhere does collect passengers that stay on that bus forever. And they never get off and they ride that motherfucker till they're great. Yeah. And uh, it probably is just doing a loop around Kensington. Probably. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> you know, gotta get off sometime, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me off. It's a needle extraction. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, um, with that, I think that's just kind of a cool thing because, like I said, it's a metaphor for. To me, it's a metaphor for depression. Absolutely. Where it's, it's like you just lose because we've all been there before. You know, I mean, maybe not everyone, but. We've all been in an area where you just you're in a stupid depression. Like the days just kind of seem to muddy together, and yeah, you, it, me, my whole thing is the the bed to nowhere. <laughs> like yeah. I don't get the fuck out of my bed, yeah. you know. So I think I mean I, th- I honestly I think that feelings are all universal. Like a lot of these feelings are you know, like 
it's just the the extent of how much it affects. Like, yeah, I think people, you know, even the, like the strongest of willed person will even have moments. Oh yeah, yeah, because like, everyone has their breaking point. You exactly, know? Yeah. It has the, has their moments of just like self doubt or depression mm-hmm. or sadness or am I good or whatever. But some people, you know, you know, set up shop and just yeah. ride that fucking bus. Yeah, you know. Um, next urban legend I, w- I want to cover is the house on Ridgeview Avenue, which is Pittsburgh. Um, now this kind of has an American Horror Story murder house first season type vibe. Okay. But, uh, we'll go with it. We'll see what it has to say. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's, was said that the original owner of the house, Charles, uh, Conglier, was discovered having an affair with the maid by his wife. Who murdered them? (laughs) (laughs) They murdered them! They called blood! And then a few days later, a neighbor came over to find the wife. Sitting in the living room in a chair, cradling the decapitated head of the maid, whispering to it. Okay. Which is like, wow. <laughs> I never um, understood the idea of if you're, like, why kill the maid? They're the best suited person to clean up the mess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe she didn't think about that. Maybe that's why she was talking to the head. At least it's um, not like Edmund Kemper fucking the maid's head. Well, well um, so after that, it was said that uh, a crazed doctor then moved in. Yeah. And it was discovered that he had murdered several women and took their heads. So you see, this fucking house kind of has a reputation yeah. for people who it move in. has a in. collection of heads. Yeah, just one little head. It's all right. Yeah. And uh, he had... He had decapitated multiple women and started doing experiments on their head, their heads. Um, another incident that happened is after the doctor was wheeled the fuck away, a lot of immigrant workers started dying off one by one as they were working on the house. Yeah. Um, the house then eventually exploded, apparently. And uh, a lot of people said that this was the house going back to hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could have been, uh, been a gas leak. But could have hey, been, yeah. been someone just doing a yeah. shitty job. And but like, maybe, fuck you. you know, if Jesus took the wheel, maybe Satan is your landlord. And he yeah. fucking, you know. Satan. I'd like to know when the house blew up. Because there was a lot of labor union disputes in Pittsburgh at one point in yeah. time. And it sounds like a disgruntled employee was well, being when, like, fuck you, gas company. Yeah. With this one being an urban legend, a lot of people have already debunked a lot of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which is fair. Um, what I like about this story is that it feels like it's a good juxt... Like, it's the anti-Sleepy Hollow. Because mm. that's, all, that's all about a dude with no head. And yeah. this is all about a lot of fucking yeah. heads. Yeah. This is Wakey Hollow. <laughs> wakey Hollow. <laughs> so this is the... the, the what, oh, fuck, there's a lot of heads. <laughs> I was trying to think of something witty. Doesn't so always work. Can't the, always the last it. urban legend I would talk about is another Pittsburgh uh, thing, is the Blue Mist Road. Okay. Now this has many things attached to it: werewolves, ghosts, ghost cars. So this is located in the North Hills area of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. um, the actual name of the road is Irwin. Irwin Road. But there are many stories like attached Steve? to this. Huh? Like Steve? Yeah, minus the stingray. Oh, okay. Um stingray's that me me on. So, um, now this there's many urban legends attached to this road. The name Blue Mist is because at night, uh, there is a certain era 
area that you will drive through where the moon hits and it looks like the mist is now glowing blue. Okay. Um, that's just one thing. Uh, another thing which I found very interesting, this, this was a very interesting story, is that there were uh, a lover, uh, a bride and a groom who died in a car accident on this road. So then, then they buried them uh, right next to the road and their tombstones actually through time have begun leaning towards each other because it was said that they they only ever got to share that first kiss of you can now you may now kiss the bride oh so it's that even in death they're trying to kiss again and then some fucking dickhead went and made another urban legend about it said the tombstones ever fucking actually touch the end of the world happens i don't know why the fuck it would happen off a road in pittsburgh but we have to ask this asshole why he decided that would happen. Hey man, it's got to um, happen somewhere. I fucking love that. They're probably touching right now. That's why. Just the tips. Just the tips. Like, this is COVID. Uh, <laughs> this is the rest. <laughs> it's the tessellating. Tombs have fallen on each other by now. Yeah. Um, I fucking, I love that type of, like, that romantic tragedy shit. Oh, I yeah, fucking dude. thought yeah. that. That is a fucking romantic romantic tragedy and um so other people have said that there is a half dog half deer half human creature that roams the streets I like that that. roams that street I like that better than a chupacabra does it have a name and I haven't found it. There's a lot of dogman stuff around. Yes, here. not there's, just werewolves. There's a lot well, of dog man. there's another yeah. story of this, and this kind of like yeah. fucking teeters on the line of like something like the hook, you know, the fucking yeah. girlfriend finds the fucking hook on the door and shit like that. Yeah. But uh, a story was that uh, a, 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 a young couple were out doing what young couples do on isolated roads, you know, getting their neck out and. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They heard a strange noise, like almost like a, a um, it wasn't necessarily a howl as much as it was like, it was, it sounded like a mixture between a, a, the howl of a dog and a person like moaning. So the, the young woman got incredibly freaked out by this, thinking that somebody was watching them. <laughs> so the boyfriend went to start up his car, car wouldn't start. He got out to fix the problem, or to, to try and fix the car, and um, the girlfriend suddenly saw the hood come smashing down, and a giant white dog charged the uh, the front of the windshield. Uh, you know, it had knocked itself either unconscious or killed itself by ramming itself into the windshield. When the young woman then got out of the car to try and find the boyfriend, she found him hanging from the limbs of the tree up above, I dead. Yeah. And uh, once again, that's you know. I love that one. Yeah. And uh, I just think that, like, also too, like there is, uh, you know, there was. <laughs> this is actually really funny to me. There was a house off the Blue Mist Road that people would call the Witch House. And they said that a witch lived there. Yeah. Other people have a different name for this house. And they call it the Midget Farm. <laughs> and they said it's because a circus crew took up shop there and they were all little people. And if you go there, a bunch, an army of small people would charge your car. Now, if that's true, I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Because would you... 
<laughs> Can you imagine? You the fucking headlights on the yeah. car, and you just pull up. Just let me know where you're going. I'll buy some golf clubs. You honk a few times, and you just see a bunch of ah coming out of the fucking car. All of a sudden, uh, we're in Phantasm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, like that shit to me is fucking hilarious. Um, so that that that's the main urban legends I came up. There's also there, just real quick. There was an urban legend of a man named. Uh, Robert Myers. He was a witch hunter. He was a PA witch hunter. Was he a general? Witch hunter general? <laughs> and uh, what he would do <laughs> was any person who believed that they had been uh, cursed by a witch, they would go to him. What his practice was is he would take a piece of paper, hold it up to them, trace their outline, cut that piece of paper out, Put it on a piece of wood and then shoot it with a silver bullet. And they said that that would kill that witch dead. Personally, I'm calling bullshit. (laughs) I think that this motherfucker was a scam artist. He found something that worked. Bing, bang, boom. He would charge them for this shit too, by the way. When was this? What year was this? Oh, I can't remember. I cannot remember the year. But it was was that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like the fucking early version of Call Me Now for a Free Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call Me Now for a Free Witch Killing. Do you access not really free? These silver bullets cost lots of money. Is he not this year? Oh, I just thought that shit was Yeah, cool. I mean, I feel like folklore and superstition and all these things, I'm sure there's some truth to all this stuff. This area, you know, we have the Appalachian Mountains running through us. Mm-hmm. You know, we have rivers and creeks, yeah. and, and you know, PA is still very connected to the old way. It is. It's know? very much. You know, we. You know, it, it has. It has two very well developed corners, and and then it's just, it's just wilderness. Yeah. In between, we're still mountain people. Yeah, yeah we're mountain people, river people. Mm-hmm. You know, all that shit. You know, I mean, even this area, like you know, right, you know, a couple miles southeast of here is the highest, one of the highest points in New York County, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't fucking look like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, we are, we are mountain people and the Appalachian Mountains are fucking older than bones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the, the, they were here before creatures came out of the fucking ocean. Yeah. You know, and like, the, the, like we were here. And like, from the moment people settled here, you know, like the, the European people settled here, it's been war. And it's been... Just trials and fucking just like tribes against tribes against people against invaders, um, you know a lot of war <clears throat> has has taken place here, you know like personal war, yeah. um, you know a lot like this this place has, has given birth to a lot of struggle mm-hmm. and we uh, like a lot of and very very like important lessons about America have been learned here, mm-hmm. um. You know, I, I'm as much as people dog on like there's not fucking shit to do. There's not this. There's not that. Like, I am fucking honored to be from this place. <laughs> I fucking love being from you know York County, Pennsylvania. It just it has a, a rich culture. Yeah. You know, and, it's very and, deep history. Yeah. Very and much. you know, like I I've moved around a lot in my life, and when we ended up here, I was one of those people who was like, there's not shit to do here. And I can say now with 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 full gusto and, and just reverence that 
I fucking love this area. I mm-hmm. love York. I really love York. And yeah. I love how close we are to things that hold such a, a rich history. And, and there are things like doing the research for this and then like learning about different types of practices and, and just where we were how many years ago when it came to you know the the practice of like of faith healing and and witchcraft and things like that like it is really a rich area for all of that absolutely and i i agree with you i think like that yeah if, if you if face value it may not seem like there's yeah. a lot of shit going on but you gotta scratch the, that surface dude the Everything. fact that we're like 30 minutes from fucking gettysburg where yeah, you, there are there's a lifetime of things that absolutely. have occurred there and and that have since begun, like, if you fucking follow along with, like, ghost stories and shit like that, that, like, yeah. the war was just the beginning, and then shit's still happening there. Yeah, and, and yeah. all them demons fucking resting with the dead, mm-hmm. and all the reek they have it, or fucking whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, just, I mean, even Gaysbury, think about if that battle had gone any fucking differently, the com- entire course of American history, like, the greatest army the Union assembled in that war... If they had been defeated, it would have been a fucking successful invasion of northern territory and a decimation of the largest collection of Union force. It would have been a clear fucking path to Washington. It would have been a clear path to American uh, northern American infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Who fucking knows what mm-hmm. could have happened if that would have gone any differently? You know? To circle back to Hex murder. The Hex murders actually changed the whole landscape of this area. Oh, yeah. Because... People were so spooked by the superstition and the witchcraft and all that that it actually shifted the consciousness of this place to more science-based. Mm-hmm. And York County actually became the biggest, because of that, York County became one of the biggest uh, providers of petroleum mm. for the Manhattan Project. Fucking A. <laughs> Which destroyer world, which created another fucking horror. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pennsylvania, destroyer of Confederacy, so. destroyer of worlds. Oh man! I want to end with a quote from Alan Moore. It says, "The one place gods inarguably exist is in our minds, where they are real beyond refute, and all their grandeur and monstrosity." Mm. Well, fellas, on that note. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode. Here's to PA Folklore. Here's to PA Residents. And uh, l- listen, I, I want to extend this. I want to extend this as an invite to anybody listening from different parts of the country, different parts of the world. If you're still with us, <laughs> let us know. Hit us up on the Double H E S. Instagram or Frights Templar or Frights Templar. Hit us up on our DMs. Let us know what uh, what's going on in your hometown or your home state, or if you've visited other countries and things like that, and you've you've been because I, mean, I haven't. But uh, <laughs> you know, let let us know. Like, is, is there some cool shit? I'm, I'm I know Mexico's got some Santeria shit going down there. Absolutely. Fucking Canada. What's your Yeti situation like? Like fucking I want to hear some more New Orleans vampire stories. Yeah, anybody, right. anybody listening from New Orleans, let us know, man, because we know that you guys got some rich history. Absolutely, send it to us and we'll we'll, we'll share it. We'll Hell yeah, man! Right like I want to know more. I want to learn as much. And like fuck, dude. Like listen, if we can do it, I would love to visit places like that. Yeah. Like you know, like hopefully, if you guys are listening still and you you're hearing us out. 
and you decide to come up this way, up to the fucking north, and when want to hang out in PA, we gave you some fucking cool places yeah. to maybe check out. We can um, take you to the tavern where Nelly Noel lived. Yeah, fucking A. We'll have a drink with you. But, uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Jason, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us. Man. Thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. I was looking forward to this all week. Fucking A. This, uh, this was a lot of fun, guys. And, uh, uh yeah, guys, uh, Hell Horror, eat shit. Nice. <laughs> I ain't afraid of your laughing.
There's so many good crack stories. There, like I told you, I told you about the first time I was in that bar. I saw a guy smoking crack in the bathroom, and I used the George Carlin line. <laughs> I go walking in, I push the fucking door open to the stall, and he's sitting there with his pants up, smoking crack, sitting on the toilet. And I was like, "Oh, dude, you shit with your pants on." <laughs> 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 oh.